superpowers on the Super Power Up Podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers Podcast Show. I'm your host, Tatiana Berende, and today I have with me Dawn Gluskin, who's a very lovely woman. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. We are going to be discussing using storytelling to define self-image, because Dawn is a truth digger, a storyteller, and a copywriter, and she helps entrepreneurs tell their stories that need to be heard in the world. She knows that showing up in the world as who we really are and not who the world wants us to be happens to be good for business, but more importantly, it's good for the soul. She stands for full self-expression and vulnerability as the means to a well-lived life on purpose. Welcome to the show, Dawn. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, have this conversation today with you. Me too. So we're going to start off with our, our classic question and ask you, what are your superpowers? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, as a, as a storyteller, obviously one of my um, superpowers is is with the written word, with communicating and and bringing people in with 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 words. But even more so than that is really seeing people inside of storytelling as who they really are, as like their higher self, the highest version of themselves. Um, just having a way of seeing that in a person and then helping them see it for themselves, which sometimes is hard to do because we're sort of programmed from a very young age with all these beliefs that might not really resonate with who we are. So we get to sort through them <laughs> sort of later in life. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, that's so beautiful and such a really important gift. So how do you, how do you implement that gift in the world? Like what, what are the ways that you, that you work with that? Yeah, well, I, I primarily work as inside of my business with other entrepreneurs and you know, really the, the basis of, of what I do in, in my brand is really getting to the core of who someone is and getting them to be authentic and vulnerable and, and tell their story with the world. I think we all have a story that needs to be told. And, and sometimes in the business world, that's sort of taboo. Like we're sort of ingrained to think, no, you have to show up a certain way. Like whether it's you wear a suit and tie or you don't talk about this or you know, there's just certain ways of being that are almost like expected, um, and especially in the world of business. But we're really trying to break out of that in a new paradigm and just really being more of who we are um, and really being Thank fully self-expressed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels so good to be who we are too. People struggle with it. They're like, they're, you know, it's scary. It's really scary to be ourselves. But, um, but like I said, it is good for business because people connect with that truth and authenticity and it's just good for the soul it's good soul work to just break free and, and be who you are yeah it's it's very freeing i mean i think it's it's really what what we're craving the most and we we go after all of these external manifestations of what we think is going to give us a happy life and if we're not if we're not really living from the inside out like i like to call it you know really embodied inside of ourselves solid of their sense of self um none of those outside things are external manifestations of success are going to make us feel happy or complete. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's like we all kind of have this, you know, collective definition of success. And, and while that might be true for one person, it might not be someone else's version. You know, some people would be happy just meditating on a mountain <laughs> for the rest of their life. And while other people like want to work and they want to give and, and connect with people and, you know, we all have to define for ourselves 
Um, but it gets so cloudy up in our own heads just because we don't know who, who we are or what we stand for. And we have to really sort through all those beliefs that we've picked up throughout our life. Yeah. So let's talk about that because, you know, I really, um, I, I'm a, I love the Abraham Hicks teachings and they say a belief is just a story you mm. keep telling yourself. Yep. And, um, and I, I've, I've really come to play with this in my own, my own life around, you know, beliefs are so, we, we think they're concrete and yet they are not. They're so malleable. They're so changeable if we want to change them. Absolutely. We have all these beliefs that we sort of take for granted as truth. And yet what if we what if we reexamine them? What first of all, what what are the beliefs? And and when we start to reexamine them, especially the beliefs about ourselves, I mean we're talking about using storytelling to define self-image. I think a lot of us have a really negative sense of self, a really negative self-image. And how do we how how do you work with people? I'd be curious to hear how you how you work with people to tell a different story about themselves. Yeah. Well, you know, first I think it's important to kind of sort out like what happens. Like sometimes there's things that happen in our lives that maybe did happen. It could be something, um, you know, maybe something bad that happened or something we're not proud of or, you know, there's a lot of people carry shame around. So, you know, we have to come to a point and just be like, that's what happens. Okay. There's no good, bad, right or wrong. That's just something that happened in our life. And then everything else is just a story we created up about it. So, you know, some kind of something bad happened to you and, and then you created up the story. Well, that happened to me because I'm not worthy or, um, you know, I'm not loved or I deserve that or, you know, everything else is just the story. Um, so really if people, you know, can get that distinction of whatever happened in your past, you know, it's just happened and, and release all the judgment about it, release all the story you created up about yourself about it. And that's very liberating. You know, some, some people, you know, like for me, when I, when I started my first company, we, we grew very fast and we, we grew into a $3 million company in two years. And, and then at seven years later, I was broke and I had to shut down the company. And, you know, my story about that was, well, you know, I failed, I'm a failure and, you know, all these things. And it was like, no, you're not. <laughs> like, that's just what happened. That's just part of your path. And everything else you made up about yourself is just a story. So, you know, really getting that distinction in all areas of your life is super powerful. Yeah, I love that. It reminds me of an interview that I heard about once with Thomas Edison, someone was asking him about, you know, you failed a thousand times mm. trying to create the light bulb. And he yeah. said, no, I didn't. I found a thousand <laughs> ways it wouldn't work. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. But, and that's, that's so good because it's our perspective can really create the life we want, or it can destroy our lives if, if we just have a lot of judgments about ourselves. And that's so good. Yeah. Failed a thousand times. No, I found a thousand ways it didn't work. That's if you could just apply that to your life. So powerful. Yeah, it's really powerful. And, you know, it's, I, I tell my clients sometimes if, if you're going to tell a story, it might as well be a good one, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like we are the reality creators. We get to create our life, you know, thought by thought, moment by moment. And, you know, you might as well make it a good one. <laughs> you might as well like live the life where everything's possible and, and you could be anything, do anything and, and just get rid of all those other, you know, negative stories that are, are holding you back. And yeah, like once people really realize that, no, like I can create the life I want. It's so powerful. It, that's always, I say the good news and the bad news. <laughs> it's that's the right. bad news when your beliefs are, I'm not worthy, I'm not enough. And 
yeah, you can rewrite those anytime, like right now, just start right now. And then the next moment, the next moment. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really that simple and that difficult. <laughs> I was going to say it's that simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. Because no. Especially if you have a lot of momentum going with some of those stories Yeah. You know, and that not, not to, to make it an excuse, but just to like, let's be real about it. You know, mm. I think oftentimes this journey gets painted as like, Oh look, it's so easy. Just like rewrite <laughs> your stories and create your life and like ta-da, have magic, you know, experience. And it's like, it's not that easy. It is a practice. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's not a one and done. Right? And that and that's so that's such a good point to make because a lot of these beliefs are deeply embedded into like our subconscious mind. We're not even they're just on autopilot. These programs just run constantly in the background and we're so used to them that we don't even know they're there. So you you really have to become super mindful, super aware. Like you said it's a practice, a daily practice moment by moment. Mm-hmm. of bringing your thoughts back like no no that's not true and you know erase that thought let me replace that with what I really want to think but yeah it, it's um, simple but it's not easy mm-hmm. yeah um, so we're we're gonna hop to a quick break and when we get back from the break I, you know we were talking a little bit before before we got on together here about um, about deprogramming our ideas of sex and how that's affected you know your own personal journey and your your sense of self and your self-image um and so we're going to dive into that after the break because i think that's a really important topic and you know this is the sex love and superpowers show so let's talk about sex a little bit <laughs> yeah sounds good <laughs> but before we go to the break why do, will you tell everybody um where they can find out more about your work and, and... sure yeah you can go to my website it's uh blissed communications um, Blissed is B-L-I-S-S-E-D communications.com uh, or just love connecting on social media. It's just Don Gluskin on Facebook or Instagram. Awesome. So again, we've been talking with Don Gluskin about using storytelling to define self-image. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about how that applies to our sexual self-image. So stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, and we are back. Um, so Don, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, you mentioned when we were, when we were speaking before I hit record, about your Catholic upbringing and, mm-hmm. and your relationship to sexuality and sort of how that shaped you as a person and, and what, what your process has been stepping out of that and becoming a more, you know, fully self-expressed woman. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, and I know a lot of people can relate to this in, in some way, but you know, I was brought up in a very <clears throat> strict conservative household, uh, went to Catholic school, the whole, the whole deal. And, you know, inside of that, you, first of all, we, I don't think we ever talked about sex in my household. That subject just didn't come up. We don't talk about it. You know, it was one of those things. And in, inside of the school and the religion, 
you also learn, you know, that sex is bad or sex is wrong or, you know, even so much as an impure thought and you're going to go to hell and, you know, the, all these things that, that you, that I learned as a young age and I know a lot of other people um, can relate to this and they and intuitively, I just like, like, this is wrong. This feels wrong. But, you know, as a child, you don't have a choice. So, so really those things got deeply ingrained into my psyche to the point where it was hard to even know who I was. Cause like, here you are, like it's a natural human biological thing to, um, to enjoy sex. Like that's how our bodies are built into. So here I am as a teenager. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just natural. And then, so those thoughts would come up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm bad. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, that's just kind of how it goes. And, you know, even inside of, um, there's some like patriarchy things going on where my, my older brother would, would be able to go roam the neighborhood with his kid, with his friends. And, you know, my dad would be like, well, you can't go out because you know, you're, you're going to get kidnapped. I'm like, well, wait, he's not. And I am. So, so as a woman, I started, you know, I would believe that I was um, not as able to take care of myself and, you know, so, so how, how that showed up in my life is I, I moved out of my house at 18 because a lot of times when you grow up in that environment, you're like rebel, like mm-hmm. as soon as you get some taste of freedom, you're like total rebel. And, um, I moved in with, um, my boyfriend at the time who's, who eventually became my husband and, um, you know, and then it was like, well, you can't live together if you're not married. So all these things. Right. And I, and so it really got to a point when I started my spiritual journey that I was like, well, who am I? <laughs> like, I don't even know who I am because I had to sort through all these beliefs, um, that I had learned about myself through childhood and, and that didn't feel right. That didn't resonate with me. And I was like, well, which is true, which is not. And, and, um, and I think most people can relate to that on some way. Like you don't want to disappoint your parents. You don't want to disappoint, you know, the people that you love, but at the same time, you're like, do I really believe this? So I really think a lot of people can relate to that and a lot of deprogramming to do (laughs) to get to your true self. (laughs) A lot of deprogramming. And it's so interesting. I mean, you grow up with those, those storylines of, you know, sex is bad. Don't Mm -hmm. think about sex. And yet at the same time, you're bombarded with images of women in, you know, sexual postures and exposing their cleavage and, you know, all of these different things. And it's really, it does a number on the psyche. Yeah. (laughs) It's yeah. It can be really confusing. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and then who, who am I as a woman growing up and, and, you know, how do I present myself in the world? And yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, and then full, it comes around, you know, full circle. So now as a, a parent, I have two beautiful daughters, a nine-year-old and a, a five-year-old. And, and so it's like the opposite of how I grew up. We're very open, like open dialogue, you know, if they have questions about, um, you know, where do babies come from or, you know, starting a period, like all these things or, you know, I'm very open. I, I don't get embarrassed about it. Um, you know, we, we still take showers together, which in my household, I don't think I ever saw my parents like undressed, you know what I mean? So it's just like a whole different way of being it, but I want them not to feel like that shame or, or, you know, have to feel like they have need to hide or, or any of that stuff. It's just not, it's not healthy. Yeah. And it's a, it's a lot of, a lot of deprogramming that they would then have to do. Um, yeah. What's, what's your relationship with your parents like now as a as a mom and and how do they respond to you raising your daughters in such a different way um you know it's so funny my parents they're so different now <laughs> in the way than they were back then and, and I, you know and I think as parents you just do the best that you can and you know they were grappling with, with whatever they were raised to believe and all that stuff as well but you know they're pretty supportive um 
you know, there, there are some things that we disagree about, <laughs> like what, like, you know, my, my oldest daughter is, is, is very sensitive and, you know, sometimes family, well-meaning family members will say, well, you need to toughen up and, you know, it's a tough world out there. And, and I'm like, no, you're perfect the way you are. Like you, you're given a gift of sensitivity and, and sometimes it won't feel like a gift, but really that is your gift and never, you know, like just really careful with the words, like, cause those words go so deep. You know, and what a child might hear is like, I'm not, there's something wrong with me because I'm like this. I need to change. I need to be somebody else. So I'm sort of always doing cleanup <laughs> with, with well-meaning um, family members that, you know, say things that maybe don't jive with me. But I, I know my beliefs are a little bit sort of out there in comparison and, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the most important thing is to really be in alignment with your own belief system and the own, your own story that you're telling yourself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so what are some of the, what are some of like the, the common themes that you see with your clients when we were talking about storytelling and self image that what are the, what are some of like the key core themes that, that need to be rewritten? Yeah. Well, I've had, it's, it's so interesting. I've, I, some of the clients I've attracted or, you know, that, that have just been called to work with me have really cool stories, but they, they've been afraid to like share them publicly because they're afraid of being judged. Um, you know, I've, I've had a couple of women who've actually, you know, they're, they flatlined, um, went, you know, lost, went to the light and everything like, and came back. I've, I've had two clients recently that that was their story. Like one was, um, suffering from cancer and she had like, uh, you know, two months to live. And this was like, you know, 15 years ago. So she obviously made it through, but, and, and she, her story was that she was healed by God. Um, and she's like, I've never told anyone that because it just sounds so crazy, even though she's living, like she's living proof. Mm -hmm. And the doctor's said, you don't have a chance to live. But she's like, that just sounds so crazy. And people are going to think I'm nuts. And um, I had another one with a similar situation who, who had heart problems and, and she flatlined in, in same kind of situation where she saw the light and she was told to come back or she decided to come back. And it was to fulfill a mission and to help other people who were, you know, stuck in the, the cube life, which is what she did for all these years. And that's how she got so sick and really helped them transform. And so and she that was the same exact thing. Like I've never told anyone this before. I get that a lot. I've never told anyone this before. But but like people are ready to stop hiding. There's something happening in, in the collective consciousness where it's yeah. like, I don't want to hide anymore. This is my this is what who I am. This is what happened. And now it's I'm gonna use it as a gift. Like my mess becomes my message and in, in my way of healing the world. So a lot of people are kind of coming forth with that. Like, I don't want to hide anymore. Can you help me kind of come out of the closet and, and share my story and, and, you know, be who I'm supposed to be? Yeah, I think it's so important. And, I, and I'm seeing that too in the collective in general right now. People, we're, we're coming out of, you know, I think our, our parents' generation, um, it, was a, it was a lot of you don't talk about it. You know, yeah. You just yes. you don't Sweet talk about <laughs> things are hard. We don't talk about it. You know the the yeah. family the family stuff stays in the family. Mm, um, yeah. And and it all gets bottled up. And I think what yeah. we're seeing is sort of this like it's like we've been constipated for long enough, and we're ready, <laughs> we're, ready we're ready to, to cleanse it out. You know? um, yes, there's a lot of that going on, and it's so so beautiful. It's so healing. It's yeah. So, I love it. I love it. It really is. I love what you're doing because I really think that being able to tell our stories and to own our stories mm -hmm. without shame 
and to, to, to really rewrite the beliefs that we have around them is so vitally important because I mean, those women telling the story of like, God healed me. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't, I bet, I bet there's countless other people who hear that story and they're like, Oh my God, that happened to me too. But I'm afraid of yeah. talking about it or like, Oh my God, that's possible. Like really that's possible. Or like, wow, that must be what happened to my cousin or, you know, all of these things. Right. Yes. Yeah, we need, we need to just bring it to the light and 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 talk about it cuz there's like energetically just hiding, you know, you kind of walk through life like with these masks on and just kind of keeping stuff inside and it, it can be like especially when the shame's involved, shame's like one of the most toxic emotions and it, it, it's just like this weight, like literal weight you can feel in your body on your shoulder as you're walking and carrying these stories around and when you just release it and you're like, you know what? this is what happened to me. And I don't, this is just it. This is who I am and love me or not. This is who I am. And it's just so liberating and freeing. And, you know, when you stop worrying about what other people are going to think and being judged and, and all that, it's just, it's really, and it's healing too. And it's a ripple effect because other people are like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to share my story now. And yeah, um, it's really beautiful. I mean, that really is the number one obstacle. Don't you think the, the, the fear of being judged and what other people are going to think? Yeah, it's it. That's it, and it's really like a neurological thing. It goes, you know, back to our primitive m- monkey mind, or you know, back to our ancestors living in the caves. Like we had to have our tribe to survive, like literally. So if if you got ostracized, if the tribe didn't accept you, then you would die. So it's almost like we equate death with not being approved of, not being loved, being judged is like equivalent to being ostracized by your tribe and dying like way, way back in our brain, there's that, that belief. So we kind of go through our whole lives, like censoring ourselves, like, oh, are they going to like me if I say that? Or maybe I should just pretend to be this or, um, yeah. And it's, that's no way to live in, in the number one deathbed regret. And this was, you know, data con- that was pulled by hospice workers who spent the dying days of terminally ill patients. And the number one regret when they asked them, is there anything you regret or, you know, would do differently. And they said, I wish I had lived a life true to myself instead of the life that others had wished for me. Hmm. And that's how we kind of go through our daily life. And there's no judgment. I mean, we all do it to some extent. Um, but if you know that now and you could do something about it before you get to your deathbed, like that's, that's so powerful. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that you bring that research forward. I think, you know, birth and death are, are two sides of a coin that we're really societally cloistered from mm. um but i know for myself be, being able to see my father on his deathbed and see the regrets that he was carrying around i mean has affected yeah. me so profoundly in my own life and in how i've been able to live my life because it was like i don't want to look like that when i'm dying i don't want to have that much resistance when i'm yeah. dying yeah. when i when i go i want to be i want to be ready to go because i know that i lived my life to the fullest and I, and I live my life in a way that I can feel good about, right? Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I, it's, it's so important. We, we have to stop pretending that, you know, we're never going to die. Like, we're all going to die eventually. <laughs> yes. And, and when, you, when you get to that end, when you look back, how do you want to tell that story? Mm-hmm. And then, and then only then we realize that none of this stuff mattered. Like the stuff that we make so big in our mind, like uh, it's just crazy. Like, oh, I can't do that. I can't get on that stage and talk or I can't, you know, marry this person or divorce this person or be with this, for, you know, because they're going to judge me and people are going to think I'm crazy. And like we hold ourselves back. But then when you're, when you're 
transitioning at the end of, of this lifetime, none of that matters. <laughs> it's too late. You're like, oh shit, I could have been living the life of my dreams and I blew it. <laughs> yeah. 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 None of that matters. It's true. And I think that it is, it is why it's so important to really, to do this work now because we, you know, we've only, I mean, we can have a debate about reincarnation. Um, and, and I don't honestly even know what I believe about that anymore, but I will say that I know that I only have this one time around in this body, in this life. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so what am I going to do with that? Yeah. Why wait to the next lifetime? If that is the belief, you know, that you have, and I, and I do believe that we've, we've been around many lifetimes, but yeah, but why wait? Like you could be living the life you're meant to live now. You'd be learning all the lessons you're meant to learn now and evolving into the person you really are. You know, why wait? <laughs> mm-hmm. Beautiful. So, so what's up next for you in this, in this journey of, of your work and your walk? Yeah. Well, I'm actually getting ready to launch my own podcast. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, I'm excited. It's called um, Bare Naked Radio. <laughs> and it's about, you know, metaphorically getting naked. And, and that means, you know, peeling back the layers and, and really talking about just like what we talked about today is how we show up in the world. And is that who we really are? Are we wearing the masks? And, you know, what are we afraid of? And just getting that out on the table and be interviewing a lot of like entrepreneurs and quote unquote successful people. You know, I always say quotes with success because we have our own definitions, but people that have wild success and, but you know, they have fears too and they've worn the mask too. And they've, you know, just getting that all out in the open. And it's, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. Awesome. I can't wait to hear yeah. it. That sounds like a, a really good, really good show. Tell us the name yeah, of it again. You. It's a uh, bare naked radio. Bare naked radio. Wonderful. So, you know, before we, before we sign off, if there's, if there's one sort of pearl of wisdom that you could leave our listeners with when it comes to just, just how we define our, our self-image and how the stories that we tell ourselves affect our self-image and how our self-image affects how we can show up in the world. You know, what's, what's one little um, nugget you could leave us with? Yeah. I mean, I, I think of the, the best nugget is just to re- remember that you are the guru. You are the expert at your own life. And sometimes it gets cloudy and sometimes it's hard to sort through. What do I really feel? What do I really want versus what does the world want for me or how do they want me to feel? If you can just kind of tune in with yourself and make it a practice, a daily practice, tune in, whether it's meditation or with yoga or, and then do some journaling. And just, if you could start these daily practices and you really get to know yourself that way, and you're like, no, this is who I am. And you can just kind of let go of all the other junk you've been carrying around. And it, it really is a daily practice, but your life will evolve quickly and, and beautifully when you can tap into that essence of yours. Mm, I love it. It's so beautiful. Thank you. And it's been really lovely talking with you today. I just you're such a sweet spirit and I can really feel I can feel your your integrity and and I really appreciate you for all the good work that you're doing in the world. I think it's so needed. Oh, thank you so much. Especially in the business world. Yes. Oh my gosh. Totally. And I love what you're up to too. And I think, you know, sex needs to be brought out and it's not taboo. And, you know, it's so silly how we (laughs) make things wrong. And yeah. So thank you for the work you do. There's a lot, there's a lot of shadows, shadow Mm. stuff around that for sure. Oh yeah. 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 So 
You can find out more about Don at blissedcommunications.com. It's B-L-I-S-S-E-D communications.com. Again, Don Gluskin, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Tatiana. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Absolutely. And for all of our listeners, until next time, go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply. Many blessings. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.